Julia Eon Karras. This is Satya. And you're listening listening to to Love, Sex, Sex, and and the the Hidden Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. You know, what's really interesting to me is when you're in a new relationship, how much fear comes up for, for both parties, not just for women and not just for men, but for both men and women, like, and how we, we don't even realize it. And, and we, we do this push and pull thing, or it feels like, oh, it's just like, can we ever just just feel loved and just stop it with the fear? Can we ever just drop the fear completely? How great would it be if we were just all free from that? I mean, I just, such a, yeah. <laughs> such a drag. I it's mean, so you know. I know. We say we, we say we want love. We say we want relation. And then we, we're in it and we just freak out. Everybody freaks out. And I think the older we get and the more relationship turnovers we've had, it makes it worse. It does. It does. Because there's so much more heartbreak to go through. And, and oh. you know what? The, the irony of the whole thing is like, I meet people who, you know, want to stay single for a long period of time. And I do think that, you know, a, a long, healthy break between partners can, can be really helpful, especially if you've got some stuff you need to kind of move through the grief or, or the sadness or whatever. The thing is, we don't actually clear it until we are in another relationship. Like what what was hurt in relationship also heals in relationship. And until I learned that, I was completely avoiding that. I kept thinking that I had to, I don't know, fix myself or do something before I could trust again or, you know, like... I was celibate for a whole year. I was meditating every day. And then it's just like trying to clear, clear, clear. But actually the real healing happens in the relation, in the, you know, if you've been sexually abused, it's, it's not by being, sure, maybe you need abstinence for a while, but then it's actually through the act of sex and re-engaging in sex that the healing happens. God, I love that so much. I mean, that is just... 100% truth right there. And, you know, thank you for saying that because, you know, there's, I, where did this come from? This whole idea about like, oh, people should be alone and like doing all the, it, it's like, yeah, you can, yeah. And then you get into a relationship, even if you wait five, 10 years, you're going to be right back where you started. Guess what? Because it's not just you alone dealing with yourself. Like you, yeah. And we, we need a relationship or another person to, to work through those things and, and to, to really rise up inside of ourselves. I've personally struggled with just not, you know, not feeling loved or like, you know, a man I'm in a relationship with does a certain thing. And then my, my first feeling is, oh, well, he doesn't love me then, or, or I'm not lovable or something, you know? And, but, you know, as I, as I grew and learned and in relationship and through relationship, I, you know, now I'm more to the point where 
when, you know, there's something that's said or, or something that's done, like maybe the old me might've like ran away or for fear, like I'm not being loved or something, you know, but, but now I see, oh, I am, I am loved. And, and this, this person loves me. And, and this is this, whatever they're doing is more about their own fear or more about, you know, them being scared or, or something with them. So who, whereas like yeah, before I might've sabotaged it. So it's kind of like, it's a beautiful thing if you can be, you know, in a relationship and, and, you know, and just kind of like, like one thing, the person I'm in a relationship with now, we're kind of like, okay, so let's just try to keep each other from sabotaging this. Like, we're both exactly. like, I, I will probably try to sabotage this. Like, just, <laughs> we both said that to each other. It's like, so yeah. when you're sabotaging, I will like, try not to let you do that. Or I won't like react in such a strong way that like, I I know because you get in this washing machine if like your trigger triggers their trigger or, you know, like your core wound gets triggered and then because of your trigger, suddenly they're in their loop mm -hmm. and then you're totally both self-sabotaging. It, it's good when one person can like stay above the water and, mm -hmm. and help the other person. That's ideal. Then you really grow quickly. But if you both get triggered at the same time and start spiraling, oh gosh. But it's one, one thing I think that's really helpful to keep in mind is that the other person is probably more scared than you are. Like however scared you are, just think the other person is probably more scared. And I think, I, I don't know if I could ever put that in a category like men are more scared than women or women. I think we're all scared, you know, but I think yeah, we have yeah. different defense mechanisms, you know, like some of us, when, when we feel vulnerable, we show like stoicism or passive aggressiveness, or we isolate ourselves, you know, when we get nervous or scared, like I tend, I'm a runner, like I just run. If I feel disrespected or unseen, or like there's certain triggers that I have that I I'm just like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm out. Like, I don't need this. I can't deal with it. This reminds me of, of like my core wound or, you know, my big abuser. And it might just be like a small flavoring of it, but like the trigger sometimes is so strong. And then I have to like talk myself off the cliff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't run. It's okay. Like maybe just say, Hey, maybe, you know, I'm feeling unseen or I'm feeling unacknowledged about this thing and like, say it in a calm way. And it's amazing. Like when I'm, a, when I allow myself to do that and I can regulate my trigger and mm -hmm. just take some deep breaths and use my words, <laughs> like use, <laughs> use the big girl words and like really be in that place of self-awareness and be like, Hey, I am feeling, sometimes I just say like, I feel like running right now. I'm so freaked out. Like I'm so triggered by this. And every time I've really been vulnerable and said, I want to run right now. Like my partner has been so loving and like, why, why would you run? Like, Oh, I, I love you. And then, Aww. you know, it's in those moments where often he's able to love me more or give me and sometimes not like sometimes I don't say it the right way or I say it in a way that triggers him and I have I still have to sit but my god I have had to practice how to like stabilize internally in the face of 
the deep vulnerable places and the scary places and and the anxiety oh my gosh yeah like i am so there with you like just in a a, a different way kind of i suppose but just i'm working through that same stuff like just what, when, what do you do when well when like it's something that normally I would either just react to in a big way and push the person further away. Like if I feel like they're, they're doing something where they're pushing me away and then I will just push them away even further or um, so, but now, yeah, it's the stabilizing in the moment with, without the big reaction. Like that's kind of where I'm at too right now. Like we're maturing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I don't have to have like some big, like bitchy look on my face and do some big exit. Maybe if I just take a deep breath and like count to 10 and like just say how I'm feeling like, hey, I feel really freaked out right now. It's incredible when I allow myself to speak to my vulnerability, what what happens like, oh, I feel sad or I'm I'm upset right now. It's incredible. And I noticed like my boyfriend, his reaction, he, he processes totally differently than I do. Like I, I, I often process externally and I need to like speak every little thing I'm experiencing. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes I speak it dramatically and I'm learning to like, you know, be a, a bit more calm about it, but he's mm -hmm. the opposite. He doesn't, I don't know anything he's experiencing. I'm just tracking him and I just see that he gets he withdraws himself and gets like quieter and quieter and quieter to the point where I know he's angry when he hasn't spoken and he kind of disappears himself. That's the only way I know he's angry. He doesn't throw energy at me. Like most people get angry and they kind of like toss an energy wave. Like yeah. I, feel, I feel energy waves when people are angry at me all the time, even if you know, they're in another country and they're not on the phone, you know, like I feel mm -hmm. it. I feel like, Oh, that person's like really upset with me. He doesn't do that. He does this whole inward like shell. He just goes into a shell. He hides and I can't read. It's like, I can't read him. And it drives me crazy because I'm so good at reading people. And I'm like, you need to tell me. And then he doesn't want to talk, you know? So I've learned to just like ask in a way that makes him feel safe to talk because he doesn't trust because his ex-girlfriend maybe used to freak out on him when he would share his, you know, he has his own triggers about being angry and how people responded to it. Other girls responded to it in the past. And so I've learned that I have to be really cool, calm and stable when he's in a trigger it, to not sabotage, like, cause otherwise we'll just do that yeah. loop thing. Yeah, for me, like when the other person is in in a trigger, let's just say that, like as you said, I think I would go into some kind of like, oh no, they they're pulling away or they don't they don't love me anymore or something like or something they're going away or something. And so for me, what's what's helped is is just okay. This person is just experiencing their own feeling. It's you know I don't have it's they they love me, the, this is, and it, uh, for me, that's just my comforting feeling. Like this person completely loves me. And even though whatever they're doing right now is 
communicating in a way that, you know, my, my wounds or whatnot are telling me like, this is, they, they don't love me or they're being mean or they're that that's not true. I know. So I, so I simply just kind of, maybe I just don't even do anything or maybe I just don't even say anything in that moment. And my self soothing. I don't, I don't know that I freeze, but I just don't like react because probably whatever I would say would probably sabotage something or come out wrong. Or I more or less just have this self-soothing thought like, okay, this person really loves me and I really love them. And this is just like a super uncomfortable moment. And I want to freak the fuck out, but I'm not going to like, <laughs> I'm going to remain poised. <sighs> <sighs> like inside myself, <laughs> I'm literally just like breathing and grounding. So when you say like stabilizing, that's exactly what it feels like. It's just like, whoo, okay, I'm in a minefield and I am just like in a safe spot. It's like creating a safe spot and having a self-soothing thought. And I really don't have to do anything right now. I really don't have to say anything actually. Like, but I can have some trust and I can have some air and I can breathe into that moment, like for both of us, with just like an energy of expansion. Like this is okay. And, you know, we're both, we both love each other and we're both willing to do whatever work it takes to continue with this because I know what we have and he knows what we have. And we've talked about this, you know, so, so, I, yeah, I just cannot afford to be scared anymore. I just, the fear, it gets to the point where the fear just, you feel it just killing your, just killing, you know, it's, it's like, where is this coming from? It's such a, so it's mm. just like, okay, I can't, I can't afford, that's a privilege anymore to, to like <laughs> entertain that and dance with that, like Fuck that shit. Well, and I don't think our nervous systems can handle it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I just get fried and I'm thinking I'm too old for this shit. You know? like, I can't do this anymore. Like how much of my life I've been in this sort of fight or flight, like hyper anxious attachment thing, not trusting, choosing the wrong partners. And I always have to remind myself like, okay, what, what do I want? But I always forget what I want. Cause I get so sometimes caught up with the other person's feelings that I like, I'm trying to oh, either overly please like all my trauma bonding trainings, right? Like try to soothe them, please them. And in the meantime, like my whole nervous system is flipping out and I can't even feel it. Like that's the old pattern. And so my new pattern is okay, what do you need right now? What are you feeling? You know, and I like just talk to myself, like self-soothe. What are you feeling? What do you need right now? Like I have to be there for myself when my partner doesn't know how to hold me in those moments because he's not a, a, a trauma, you know, um, responsive therapist. Like he, he doesn't know trauma. He doesn't know therapy. He doesn't know all these th tools like I do. So it's interesting. And then I have to share with him and he's been amazing at like learning some of them, like mm -hmm. in a different way without me coaching him or whatever I say, okay, this is, 
you know, when I, when I do this, this is what I need. Like if I go quiet or if I tell you I'm running, I just need you to hold me really strongly or something like forcefully because I need to feel like I'm, it's okay. I belong here and I don't need to like uproot my whole life and move countries again. <laughs> like, and so I have to like, and he's, he's doing it. It's not his style. It's not something he would naturally do, but he, he know he's like, do you need one of those strong hugs now? You know, and it's just so sweet. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, cause I, I have this anxiety and I'm grateful that he doesn't have like an anxious attachment style like I do. And I think a lot of people as we get older and we've like had a few divorces <laughs> and um, some breakups and we're starting again and we have to trust and be vulnerable again and mm-hmm. not get in the loop of like full on paranoia, which, you know, happens. Yeah. I think the, um, the anxious style or, or people who tend toward that, they don't tend to get with other anxious people. They tend to get with like more the avoidant thing. And it almost seems like there's just probably most men are avoidant. Most women are like anxious, but I I don't think that's always true by any means, but, um, but they're both really experiencing the same thing. It just looks different. I think Um, because, you know, like the, like you said, he might back off or get quiet or that kind of thing. And then like, if you were coming after him. And I just think like, oh, he just broke up with me. Like, that's it, we're right. done. And that's not an of his. <laughs> yeah, because the, our style, we would never, if we're doing that, you better be worried. Like, cause we are, we're going, we're leaving. You know, like if I'm not yeah. texting you or calling you, like I'm on my way out the door. Like there's already a foot out the door, you know, but for them, it's kind of like, what? It's like, it's, everything's yeah that's like everything's fine and we're just having a moment and and like I don't know I'm I'm really blessed that my partner sees longer term than I do that's really nice like at what point like how long do you think it took you guys to um start to feel more like relaxed because I'm imagining like and just from knowing you I know that like at the very, very beginning, it was a lot of like, oh, you know, like, oh, I know. And it's, oh my God, what does this mean? This like, oh, ah, the last time I ran across that, this happened like, oh, and he's doing that. Is this that? Is this what I think it is? And then like, oh, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Like, and I think that's the dance, like for a lot of us, like, I know I'm dancing with that, with my guy I'm with now, like, we're both just like, you know, we, we, I think we know we're safe, but then we're just like, (gasps) you know, like, am I really? So like, if he, if he like goes away for a day, like I'm, I'm guessing he's, you know, like, Oh God, am I thinking the worst, right? It's like, we we (laughs) think such horrible thoughts. So we won't be shocked by whatever truth happens. And then nothing happened. It's just like, no, they really just, went on a business trip or something like that. Yeah. It's right. It's so tricky. I mean, I don't know to answer your question. When did it feel? I think the longer, I mean, I'm only going on two years now and I, I am feeling more comfortable. Like I think each argument that we overcome each issue that comes up, like there's some, there's been some triggers that in the past, led us to like fight for hours or days and like be in conflict. And now that same trigger is down to like 
10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it's not spiked with drama. It's just sort of like, oh, here we are again. And then we just kind of like write it differently. And that has meant the world to me because that's when I think we get really a lot closer. And I feel the intimacy growing and the trust. The trust is growing. The trust is growing through those tiny moments where there's like conflict and I know from from my you know communication training and nonviolent communication and from leading you know eco communities and stuff like the the goal is we always say get to the conflict quickly so you know what you're dealing with like mm-hmm. you want to find you want to find what is the conflict as soon as possible the sooner you find where the conflict zones are the the sooner you know what you're dealing with Mm-hmm. Because if you have like, like I dated this other guy and we had a lot of time of, you know, everything was fine. There was no issue. And then when I saw an issue arise and how his anger was, it was terrifying for me because I had never seen the anger before. There was nothing. He hid it from me. Mm. And then I, he was the very, he wasn't aggressive to me. He was just like, um, kind of manically aggressive to himself, which scared me more because it was like some psychosis. It wasn't even projected. It was like the weirdest anger I've ever seen. It was just completely self-directed and, and but abusive, like, oh, you, you know, he would like berate himself with horrible names and like, Whoa. I don't know, like, like throw things. And I was like, what happened? What happened? And it was like, he had spilled some water, you know, like he was that angry that at himself. And I'm like, are you expecting yourself to be perfect? Like to me, that would make me laugh. Like I break things all the time, (laughs) you know, like I break glasses in the kitchen all the time. But if he had like broken a glass and, and it, you know, it was his mistake he would then like abuse himself. Like it was weird and it really scared me. And I didn't see that until we were already like in a love, you know, love for each other and all. And I was like, um, what am I dealing with? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like that in and of itself, uh, would that have been like a deal breaker or no? Oh yeah. If I would have seen that before I was in love with him, I would have, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a big reason. It's part of the reason why our relationship didn't work. I mean, there were other reasons, but that. Because he would get mad at himself. I mean, did he treat you that way? If you broke something? No, he never, ever treated me like that. So I never, that's why he hid it from me so long. And then when I finally saw it and he realized he couldn't hide it and I kept seeing it and finding evidence that he was doing that he said he probably should be medicated. He thinks maybe he's manic or something. Cause it was, I'd never seen anything like that before. I didn't know people did that to themselves. Like I just, I have never yelled at myself like that. So I just, it, and it, over things that were so small and I don't know, it was just like the weirdest behavior, but that's where his aggression went. And, um, it, yeah, it scared me. I mean, I kept thinking like, how would this, translate to animals or children or I don't know I was just like getting concerned um it didn't it wasn't healthy and it scared me wow oh my gosh I I know so I think like 
we need to, for me as a trauma survivor and, and being paranoid that whoever I attract is somehow some sick, twisted, crazy person because my whole upbringing, I was surrounded by psychopaths and sociopaths and child abusers and, you know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just people that were really, really unhealthy and toxic. I, I really have to test out like how healthy is this person? I need to meet their family. I need to know their friends. I need to know people who've known them for like 20 plus years. And I need to watch their relationships with all these people. I need to see them around animals, around children. And, and I look for, all, I mean, I see everything. Like, it's really hard for me to not see little behavioral patterns. And I'm like that, I don't like that. Like that's, that's a red flag for me. And, you know, I think for most normal people who grow up healthy, like they don't see the world like I do. And they, they don't have that hyper vigilance that I have. And so for, for those of you who are listening, who, you know, probably have some trauma in your past and you relate to what I'm saying and you're looking for love, like, my God, yeah, make sure your guy, you know, gets vetted. That, that was one thing I learned from Angeline and Dixon, who we've had on here, like, have all of your closest friends meet the guy before you fall in love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like have, Lord God. have other people that are healthy that you trust meet the guy, talk to them, have, you know, get their approval before you're all in. Because for a lot of us who grew up with abusive family members, you know, we keep attracting that pattern and it's so hard to see until we're already in it. I can't, I can't even count how many people I've counseled and myself included, like how many times we're like, how did this happen again? Like I was so careful. Yeah. I thought he checked out or she checked out. And then you realize, oh my God, this, but we can't blame ourselves because that's the, that's the loop we were, you know, given. And we just have to do our best to like do our own work and, and have structures in place and people in place that, you know, help check us. I don't know how realistic it would be to, you know, for the person to be able to like meet everyone. I mean, my God, my family's so spread out. And like, so I, <laughs> you're like, well, oh, maybe God, I need to put you on an airplane to, you know, like, <laughs> but well, you have zoom, you could easily just say like, Hey, um, these are my, my besties. And like, I want you to meet you know, my family or whoever you trust, like have them meet. I do it on Zoom because some of the elders in my life don't live near me. And so I just meet, I make them meet him on Zoom. Right. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, because people read energy. I mean, you can- Oh yeah. If somebody sends me a photo, yeah. Somebody You're like, this guy's good for you or no good for you or, oh, yeah. same, same, my, same structure is the last one. <laughs> my, my, my friend sent me a, a couple of pictures of some guys that she's interested in dating. And she's like, okay, so what should my response be to this person? And what should my response? Because she is just like batting zero when it comes to, you know, and I, and I was like reading some of the texts that she had already written to some of these people. And I was like, okay, um, how about you just consult me before you send any more texts? And I will tell you like, anyway, that's another story, but yeah. 
But one of the guys she sent, I was like, ew, yuck, this guy just creeps me out. You know, and we all have had those experiences, right? When you, but I mean, he just looked like, uh, like exactly the guy that she's attracted before and like just very narcissistic, but it's just, I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but, um, but back to like successful relationships and like things that we're learning, I wanted to say that one of the big things for me right now is what what you were talking about when when an intense moment comes up or or a conflict. So you were saying, you know, a lot of your um, sense of peace and your closeness now is is that you've had conflict and that you you made it through conflict and that you were having long you know days of conflict sometimes and now it's it's shortened. I think that conflict has in the past like just scared me so much. And I don't even, my parents didn't even really fight. I didn't really see fighting. Maybe that's why it, I don't know how to like deal with it. And yet they would just like get divorced. Like every time I turned around or something, you know? And, um, and so I like, for me, if there's a conflict, I'm kind of like, oh no, this is very, very bad. Like, and it feels so uncomfortable in my like energetic system that I resist it on every level. And, and I think, well, it's over now or like, or I'm going to completely freak out now or something, you know, and it, but it's so fearful to me. And so one of the big thing that, that is shifting with me now is it's okay. Like if there's something somebody has to say, and it's really uncomfortable or they're feeling a certain way, like, okay, I don't have to go completely into some kind of like hole you know, or like, this is the end or, oh my God, I'm so unlovable, or this is just, you know, but to be able to be, allow the conflict and again, have that level of trust with it and, and not go into the fear so much or into, but like, okay, this doesn't mean we're breaking up. This doesn't mean like, you know, so I have to, I like it that you said that because it's, uh, if, 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 you, if we resist these things, I just feel like we're just going to create bigger issues. And it's more about like loving that peace, like l- loving whatever arises, like Matt Kahn says, but just like loving. Exactly. Like leaning love, love into the whatever conflict. arises. And I was listening to Esther Perel and I loved what she was saying about, you know, the uh, avoidant person and then the the constant conflict and these are the two things that break relationships up like if you're in constant conflict and you're sort of a confrontational person well then you're fighting all the time and you just fight fight that's fight, gonna fight. kill the love yeah that kills it and then those who are just avoidant and if you have two avoidance or two conflicting people together well then it creates a really toxic relationship so the the middle path is like being able to confront things as they come up, not be in process and confrontation all the time <laughs> and um, like learn how to dance with, with the things that show up that need addressing, but maybe in the right moment, in the right way, in the right tone. Like I've learned that tone and kindness in dealing with conflict. This is, I learned this from my boyfriend um, <laughs> are so beneficial like if you just change the tone and do it with love and kindness and in right timing it's incredible like your intimacy and your love deepens and if oh my god if it's done in criticism and and harshness Mm -hmm. and in that moment and aggressive it kills the love 
I've been in a relationship where I basically felt content from the other person, like the entire time. Yeah. And that person actually loved me. Like that person loved me so much, but they just couldn't like, it was just contempt all the time. And I probably could have done better too. I mean, I, whatever, you know, but but, but then it's not love. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, if there's all this judgment, then it's not love anymore, you know? And I think we get, we get it all mixed up, but that's for another, another episode. Yeah, we have to like wrap up this episode, but oh my God, I keep thinking, okay, one last thing, what you just said, the kindness issue, seriously, I asked this wonderful gentleman who's a um, family friend and he has, he's just a beautiful person, beautiful relationship, been married forever very successful life. Right. And he's like the real deal, you know, grounded, caring, normal. I just, and so I asked him, you know, I said, what, what do you think like is the, the like key to to marriage? Like just, I mean, you, when you run across those people, you have to ask them, but can everybody, we all agree on that. You got to at least get a morsel from them. And he said, um, and I, and I, I'm actually going to text him today and ask where he got this quote. Cause I can't remember where it was, but he basically what he said was, do you know what the key difference is like in, in the whole wide world, no matter where you are, who you are in like being able to keep the love in a relationship and keep going like through the bad times and the good. And he said his kindness. And that just hit my heart like a ton of like, because I know in like every cell in my body that that is true. Yeah, we're not always kind. We're not always kind to ourselves, to our partners. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, note to self and note for everyone, like that just, it really is, I mean, that's yeah, let's be more kind. <laughs> yeah. Can we have a kinder world? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And I and when you think about it, like when we go out of kindness and, and we all do, I mean, that's that's where like the insanity is. And that's where like fear is really just thriving off that. Like if there is a, a spirit of fear, it's just like having a feeding fest in those moments, you know. So so yeah, kindness. Just kindness. Everybody be nice. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. (laughs) Speak with kindness. I think it's different from nice even. I think it's just, I think. No, yeah, it's different from nice. You can say harsh things in a kind way. You can say you're angry with kindness. And you can be like fiercely assertive, um, you know. And and kind. Love for yourself, but with, with kindness. Yeah really important all right okay thank you thank you amalia